Locked into. Locked into. Locked into. Progressive Action Radio, the most objective and dangerous show in America. Hosted by Jermel Thompson. Co-hosted by Jermel Wilson and Jocelyn McRae. You must expect the unexpected when thoughts and wisdom unite. People, get ready. Progressive Action Radio is now live. Okay, we officially back now. Yeah, we're Things back. Things is back and popping. Oh, yeah, we definitely. Back. Last week was kind of crazy. I don't know what happened to the show, but we're going to redo that show coming soon. You know, we 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 moving, we shaking and moving and, and not really paying attention to what's really going on, all this technical stuff. We get into the, the nitty-gritty with the conversations and not paying attention to the technical stuff. But now we back on our game. Oh, yeah, we back. We back. Yeah. How's everybody doing this evening? Welcome back to another show, Progressive Action. Yes. Live in the building, baby. You yes. Know? And Jamel has a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the breeze. I, I came out and, and the breeze felt good hitting my head. You know what I'm saying? Jamel, Jamel looking brand new. Yeah, man. Ain't nothing like a brand like You know, you look like a brand new man when you get a cut, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. that's basically. So how you feel, man? I feel great, man. How you feel? I'm good. What, what's the reason for the haircut? Yeah, well, you know what? Basically, uh, because I I perspire, I perspire real bad. So it's like, well, not real bad, but I perspire a lot. So I can't have all that hair while I'm trying to, you know, basically, uh, you know, as the weather's changing now, I can't, you know, I can't have all of that hair. So because I perspire and, it, and my fur won't be in place nicely. You know what I'm saying? The way it is in the winter time. Cause what the hell are you talking about? I'm talking about my fro when I have my fro, but I perspire a lot. That's why I cut it. You telling me to get the fuck out of here? Nobody don't care how much you perspire, cut. <laughs> I care how much I perspire. You know. Yeah. The, the, get the fuck out of here. It's in the building. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> everything uh, is correct. Everything is correct. Right yeah. Now. Everything. So, um. What's up with this bus consolidation thing and them trying to undo it? I don't know, man. Like I said, I would love to know what these guys' motive is for being gun ho for trying to undo bus consolidation. You know, basically, uh, that article that you um, that you research and uh, of the court case from back in 2013. You know, when the decision was handed to them, um, that was an interesting read, and I posted it again in Progressive Action and like two other groups, so that uh, bus members, particularly bus members, can read it and see what's going on and what your union is actually trying to do. You know, you know these are the things that they're not talking to you about. They're telling you in the shop gates when they come around to the depots. You know. Yeah. Oh, so I mean, they try to undo um, bus consolidation. It's go mess up a lot of things. You know, it got a lot of positives to it as far as like, uh, you know, the sick days and the the, the probation. But you can't do that now at this part of the game. Yeah, because, right, it's it's the ninth inning. As Jay-Z said, you can't change the player's game in the ninth inning. So, basically, that's what these guys are trying to do. They're trying to open up the – they're trying to open up a can of worms and change the game up in the ninth inning. And it's like, listen, you know, that was agreed upon back in 2002, and it wasn't recklessly done, you know, because the MTA was trying to push regional bus, okay? So, basically, the union back then, you know, led by Roger Toussaint, 
and in the bus divisions, you know, Lord Archer and a whole bunch of other people, they basically came together and said, okay, bus consolidation is better. And I'll tell you something, from my recollection back then, a lot of the members wanted it because OA members, they wanted the extra sick days, mm-hmm. okay, and they wanted, to, they wanted to be able to pick to the outer boroughs, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island, okay, because there were plenty of guys that lived in Staten Island that worked all the way uptown in Harlem. So they said, yo, if they'd be able to go out, th- uh, out there, it'd be, it'd be a godsend. But <laughs> when they did agree to it, and Rod- I'll never forget when Roger and them came around to the shop gate and said, you'll be able to pick to Brooklyn. I said, okay, because <laughs> Queens, no people didn't know Queens of Staten Island was run by a different union. Yeah. So you couldn't, so we couldn't go out there, yeah. you know. But basically, you know, it's like, you know, both regional bus and bus consolidation is basically unlawful, okay. But bus consolidation work, you know, management went along with bus consolidation because, again, it you know it, it it didn't cost them a whole lot of course number one and then number two you know basically um it was it, it was it was it it was something that was uh, agreed upon with no problem between both parties because again it benefited the members and everything was working out fine yeah. so, you know seniority was voted on and it was implemented in December of two thousand five so basically everybody's happy so to undo bus consolidation now it's like why. I don't know, and then it seems like TA Surface this time isn't agreeing with Map Store because Map Store, I guess they feel they got the key. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know whatever that is. Yeah, but TA Surface was the ones it seemed like who tried to do it before. That's right, because it was uh, if if people read what I posted, is uh, it was the TA Surface reps who were in court trying to trying to plead their case over why bus consolidation should have been overturned. But they didn't, you know, they didn't present a good enough argument, so that's why the motion was denied. Well, maybe they got the answer this time. Yeah, yeah, maybe the map store side has the answer <laughs> because basically they're the ones that's pushing hard to do it. You Let, know, let's get it. Let's. Uh, I need them. I need them to get that undone. Yeah, because they get that undone. Samuelson is done. Says, oh yes, exactly. <laughs> they're all done. They're all done. Trust me, because there are so many members. There are so many members from both sides who's basically they're comfortable where they're at you know they're they're close to home you know like you know whatever their reason is but you know they're close to home or they're saving money on toll they're saving money on gas i know a lot of guys who benefited from bus consolidation you know imagine an operator who li- uh, who lives out in pa now pa is good living because if you don't know you can have a ho- you can have a brand new home built with those developers out there LTS and there's a couple of other companies out there that build homes but you know you can have home built out there you talk about four bedroom two car garage three bathrooms the whole nine <laughs> a acre a acre land okay and basically you get all that for under a thousand dollars a month depending upon how much you put down so basically listen you know if a TA surface guy right who's who's original TA surface and they and they out in P, and they move out to Pen- buy a house out in Pennsylvania because for all they know, they came on the job, let's say, five years ago, and they're picking in the depots like uh, a depot that's convenient is a garage uptown uh, as far as coming across the George Washington Bridge, you know, Manhattanville, uh, Kings Bridge, uh, and even West Farm. So, you know, so to tell that, that TA surface guy that, yo, we're undoing bus consolidation, now you got to go out to Brooklyn. But you got to also look, it's a secret. Oh, yeah, what's the secret? 
They never announced they was trying to undo bus consolidation. <laughs> and they did announce it before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So what, it was going to be a surprise. And then why would you do it and not handle it within contract negotiations? Right. Right, right. Because we just had a, <laughs> we just had a contract. So what do you, you know? But basically, that listen, that contract there was basically all right. Listen, we got to show progressive action now. We got to show them that we could get this get this on time, and we gonna basically we gonna look good. We gonna show them out. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it, it was deeper than that because oh yeah, it, it was pro- deeper than that. Of course, progressive action wasn't there in 2014. Why did he stall that contract? But was a, in a rush for this one, right? Unbelievable, unbelievable. What you think the reason is? Because he 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 wanted to get reelected, so he and he knew he couldn't go. He knew that they didn't negotiate know how to negotiate a contract because that was proven. Joe Loder said so. Yeah. He's never negotiated a contract in his then, life. In his life. In his life. <laughs> so, so basically, it's like listen, he didn't want to look stupid going to the table bringing a fucked up contract, and then you come back to the members with it, and it's like, yo, I'm not gonna get reelected. But it's like, hey, listen. You should have went to the table because it's like you brought, you still brought back a fucked up contract. Yeah, and, but it's just that you didn't have to worry about the election. Yeah, you know, but he didn't have to worry about progressive action back then in 2014. So he wouldn't have stalled for that long, huh? He wouldn't have stalled for that. No, long. no, he wouldn't have stalled for that long. No, of course not. So, so um, another thing that went on this past week was that we got our raises. Oh, uh, wow, we did. <laughs> Because <laughs> I didn't feel it. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't, I didn't, I'm like, okay, where is it? I mean, because, listen, there there were people on Facebook who were joking and talking about, yeah, I could go to Wendy's now. I could get the four for four. I could go to Burger King. I could get this. I can get a cup of coffee now. A lar- I can get a large-sized cup of coffee and, you know, and a bagel and all that. So it's like, listen, a lot of people were cracking jokes about the raids and everything, you know, and uh, – you know, basically, in my paycheck, I don't know about yours, I saw it, and I don't do overtime, people know. I mean, not not by my choice, of course, but basically, I saw an extra $24 on my check, and that's only because, again, I'm an incumbent MAP store per, um, member, so I get the 152nd vacation pay, so that's the only reason I saw an extra $24. So, really, by right, I'm probably only going to see an extra $10 on my check because of this, you know, with this raise, you know? How about you? Well, it looked like I lost money. <laughs> it looks like you lost money, yeah. right? I mean, first of all, Samuelson lied to the membership. Mm-hmm. When he said cost of living and inflation is the same thing. What is 2.5% or extra $10 inflating us to? It's not. It, it's deflating us. Exactly. Where is it actually inflating us to? Exactly. But this is a man who makes $22,000 a month. This is a man whose administration between 2015 and 2016 got raises anywhere from $3,000 to $28,000 within one year. You know, some people went from eighty something, making $80-something thousand dollars to making almost $120-something thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What's, what's the reason for that? And the reason why they was pushing this contract was because they don't care. These guys have made careers out of being union representatives and underserving the membership. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Of course. So what we got to do, we got we have to vote them out. You know, they they have been lying to us. I never ever seen a union um 
representative because I don't I don't consider Samuelson a leader. He's just a union rep, the union president. I don't see never seen a president work with the company more than the members. Who gets their bonus at the end of the contract? Who gets their seven cent night differential a year into the contract? Who gets longevity paid almost two years after the contract is signed? You understand what I'm saying? Like, who accepts workers' comp PPO and let the TA control the doctors that the members could go to and tell the members when they could return back to work? And to add insult to injury with the workers' comp PPOs, like, listen, you know, that was something that was signed by Governor Cuomo anyway, from what I understand. So it's like, again, why would you allow them to put something like that in the contract if it's signed in the law already? If it's the law. So basically it's like don't don't put it in our contract, you know? Yeah. You know, and and, and basically this is somebody else that basically, you know, tier six members got a raw deal, you know, you guys, because again, uh you guys basically pay up to six percent in as far as your contribution to the pension. Now basically between union dues and between your um, contribution to the pension, you, you you know if you do forty hours, you're really not seeing that raise. You're really not correct. Okay, and basically, you know these geniuses in this um in this administration, you know it's redundant with me where I keep saying it, but you know the idea of a transit worker is basically to no matter what you suppose you know transit workers have always had that reputation. Uh, I guess from the from the time I started going back backwards back you know going back decades to where you 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 were always able to provide an excellent life for yourself and your family you know what I'm saying but this administration just basically just stripping that this you know they're stripping that uh, you know what's the word they're stripping that you know they're stripping that reputation away from you know from transit workers you we know? we not as we not as strong like when people say oh you work for TA you got a good union. We had a good union. Yeah, we had a good union. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you, got, you got the Samuelson supporters. They love to bring Roger up. Yeah. But they, they let's talk about the raises that Roger got. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Did Samuelson get us those raises? No. Of course not. Let's talk about, they talk about, oh, Roger made us contribute 1.5% of our health care. Did he start that? No. All right. Willie James started that, right? Right, it was a, it was arbitration award under right under in the nineties, under Willie James or Dom Seda, one of the two. All right, but, but Roger didn't start that. But Roger didn't start it exactly. But it's it, y'all talk about it so much and so bad, but who brought it the two percent? Exactly. <laughs> and then another and then another thing. Let's talk about this administration, okay? Y'all bring up Roger. Y'all say this. Y'all say that. But guess what? Y'all really. In the contract, y'all are capitalizing on what Roger started because let's 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 be real. Y'all wanted to take the um look, they wanted to take the labor benefit account, and they wanted to take the the childcare fund and the training and upgrading fund and combine them all into one trust. So basically, all of that stuff was created in the Rogers administration, and you and you clowns are basically capitalizing on that stuff that Roger created. So look, but at they don't the, want to talk about that. Right, right, they're not, they don't want to talk about that part. Though. Yeah, they don't want to talk about that. Exactly. But it 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 it, it behooves me, like I can understand if Roger made it go to two point five and Sam, I mean one point five, and Samuelson held it down at one point five nine <laughs> years in. 
But that motherfucker <laughs> made it go to two percent. Right. And I'm like, yo, really? A two you know, made it go to two percent unnecessarily. You know what I'm saying? You know, listen, man. So to hold on. To all you Samuelson supporters. Get out of here. Get out of here, man. Exactly. We do it again. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, get out <laughs> of here. They're talking crazy. Yeah. Samuelson had Samuelson. See, this is the problem. It's personal. Yeah. It's personal between him and, and Samuelson. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, between, I mean, I'm going to say for, for, for Samuelson, it's personal. Because I don't see Roger doing anything um, out of spite to spite Samuelson. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Besides speaking truth, you know? And um, Samuelson, everything that Roger touched, he want to undo. You know, why are they touching bus consolidation? You know what I'm saying? Every every single thing that Roger touch, he wants to undo. Yeah, because again, if these got in court again, you had the opportunity. If you guys presented a serious, valid argument to undo bus consolidation, they had the opportunity. But, but that's what's wrong with this administration. They don't know how to argue. Look at our contract. <laughs> They don't know how to bargain. They don't know how to argue. They don't know how to bargain. Right. Because what, you know, basically what their what their um, remedy was for the layoffs was to hold, you know, to stop the layoffs back in 2010 was we'll give y'all money to, to not lay members off. Okay. Exactly. And we're not just saying that because that was a daily news article back then. That they were going to offer them was a thirty to forty million dollars not to lay our members off. So basically, so basically, pay y'all and suck y'all off. Excuse me, we got to start pulling the gloves off here of aggressive action, not to lay our members off. You know, basically, just like you said, Mel, where it's like, you know, they waited for Roger to them to walk out the door. So it's the difference between would you smack Axel Foley or would you smack um, Alonzo from Training Day? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean by say with them on the layoff. So it's like, yo. They, you know, they gave them five years top pay. They said, yo, y'all can make it five years top pay. Um, we'll give you, um, what else did they say they'll give you? We'll, we'll let you b- take the health benefit contribution to 2%. All that was unnecessary. Listen, you know, I keep on saying it, and I, and I, and I said it in a, in a comment in a post um, last week or whenever it was. I said, listen, if this administration was a kick-ass administration, just like you said, they would have took the basically there would have been three contracts. You by right it would have been 2012, 2015, and then coming up on 2018. Mm-hmm. And all you needed, because I cause I could always pull out my calculator. <laughs> that's all you need. And a bare basic minimum was three, 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 every every contract. And our base salaries would be decent right now. Mm-hmm. All all the titles of the base salary would be decent right now. Yeah. But basically, these fools. I'm like, how do you how do you fuck this up, man? But this is how you know that they slow. Like yesterday, I put up a post saying that our union dues went up seventy three cent, right? But I said our raise is only seventy five cent, right? I never said the union dues went up seventy three cent an hour. I just said it went up seventy three cent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then they they started saying. They started jumping down my throat like, what, do you, what did you read? Because I didn't say the union dues went up 73 cents an hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It went up 73 cents, period, you know? Get the- <laughs> yeah, to all those people, man. 
basically, man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's like they it's a lot of lost people, man. They see something and translate it to be something totally different. Mm-hmm. I never said that. You know, I was just making a comparison. Then I, I'm I'm showing them I I'm paying thirty dollars and two cent every two weeks. So you could break that down to a figure, to an hourly figure of how much I'm paying an hour for union dues. It equals thirty-seven percent. I mean, thirty-seven cent. Mm-hmm. So if I got a raise of of seventy-five cent, and thirty-seven cent of my salary is going into um going 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 into my union dues, why can't I subtract it? Mm-hmm. It's the same shit. Exactly. Exactly. It's the same shit. At the end of the day, tier six happened under Samuelson. He has no answer for it. Um, I, I, I've been saying this for the past year. Tier six gonna be the biggest losers if we don't get a, a right contract, especially yeah. money wise. Yeah, you know, basically y'all are gonna be the you know tier six members will be the bit in transit will be the biggest losers on on the end. The biggest, you know, basically the way it is, the way it's on, the way it's on track now is senior guys now in tier four leaving out of here with thirty and thirty five years. They'll be doing better. They're doing better now than what y'all will be doing. Um, than what y'all will be getting, twenty and twenty five years from now. You know. Yeah. And how can we be happy with this administration? What has this administration really did? The best. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna be honest. Um, the best thing that Samuelson could have did was raise the tuition reimbursement. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that don't benefit everybody. No. Because everybody not in school. Right, everybody's not in school, even though you know, even though a lot of members should take advantage of it as much as possible, you know, if you have the spare time because you'll get reimbursed, you know. But basically, yeah, that's you know, like that's a positive thing, you know. Basically, listen, you know, let's talk about you know, y'all wanna talk about Roger the administration, let's talk about it. Okay. Basically, you know, they keep referring back they tell they they talk to the newer membership about two thousand two and the health benefits, okay? It's like, you know, you people are not going to talk about how there was a deficit and how the state, you know, when it came to insurance and everything, they were coming down to the union and say, yo, listen, this is what's going to happen if you people don't, you know, fund your, you know, your group health policy. Because that's exactly what it is that we have all these agencies, all these jobs. It's a group. It's a group policy. So basically it was underfunded and it was hemorrhaging millions of dollars. So basically that's money that the union didn't have at that time that Rogerham's administration walked into. So what else are you gonna do? You're gonna hand it over, you know, you hand it over to the MTA and let them handle it. So basically that's the reason for eating the zero, okay? Yeah, but they 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 people don't understand like a lot of this stuff is because Roger's black. Yeah. And he have an accent. accent. They 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 would never say that. <clears throat> and they think that we stupid enough to not realize that. Mm-hmm. But there's no reason why. And then the, the the black people that do support Samuelson, they on payroll. Nobody go harder for Samuelson than somebody on payroll. Payroll, of course, because they don't want to lose that easy money. Is that is easy money with Samuelson? You wanna you wanna get a lot of money and don't do nothing? Join Stand United. Exactly, exactly right. <laughs> you know, you wanna go on trips. You wanna go to Cancun, Mexico. You wanna go to Hawaii. You wanna go. You wanna go to Disney World, wherever. Like, listen, you know, join, join, stand united. You know, you just got to watch out with your sexual harassment. If you're not on Team Samuelson, you may get kicked out the union. If you're on Team Samuelson, you're going to get taken care of. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 yeah, you'll get taken care of, yeah. You know, and 
the uh the union they have a, a lobby day coming up and it's actually uh two days before our assault march <laughs> so they got a lobby day coming up tuesday may 16th to albany but what, it, what, what are we lobbying for what's on the agenda I don't know. Maybe we should go up there and lobby and say, tell them how fucking sorry Samuelson is. Well, they'll probably be like, listen, y'all ain't have to waste the time coming up here. We know her. <laughs> <laughs> we know her, right? He said. You ain't got to tell us. Tell us something we don't know. You know? But basically, you know, you know, again, going back to the previous administration with Roger and them, listen, you're talking about the three contracts that they did. Okay. Basically, in a nutshell, let's go over them. Okay. The first contract in 02, where um, basically, okay, the, the health benefits was handed over to management. Okay, so basically, okay, we still, but we still got three and three. The, the two raises, the, the other two raises was three and three. Okay, I don't have those contracts in front of me, but those, con- again, those raises were three and three, along with, along with the $1,000 bonus. And there were a couple of, and there were many other gains, okay? And see, that's the problem. People got to understand there were many other gains. And basically, when it came to discipline, there were things that curtailed discipline in that contract, okay? And then, of course, from the strike, what did we get? We got, we came out of that with 10, again, like 10.5% plus a whole bunch of other gains. And I believe OTO, okay? You know, people, you know, people talk about OTO, people, well, people talk about Roger, but again, OTO was even was started with, with his administration, so we wouldn't even really have OTO days if it wasn't for that. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, and basically, and then on the third contract in two thousand nine, we came off with the arbitrator gave us eleven and eleven point seventy four percent. Okay, and capped off the one point five and forty hours. That was major right there. So basically, no matter what, there was always gains and there was always improvements with that administration. Okay. Even though they may have, you know, sacrificed and, you know, gave back or went or went back and forth or whatever, but still, it doesn't matter. Okay, they didn't let the damn, um, you, uh, you know, they didn't let the minor customer complaints. Um, again, it was it was it was a year. They all they did all they had to do was go back a year. But now with this last contract, these geniuses, which is what nobody's talking about, they let the minor customer complaints go to where they could go back three years, and when you go in there, they can read, they can give you a reinstruction. And what's what's even more amazing is that Samuelson have never addressed discipline. No. So how can you make it worse for us when customers complain all day, every day? That's just like a lawyer giving his client away to the jail system. Yeah, yeah, you know, put him in jail. <laughs> you know, he he do something else crazy. Let's give him three years. Because <laughs> I'm saying to myself, yo, man, like, are y'all are are you are you people serious? Are you people serious? Like I said, they have, they've done nothing. And then you're talking about they've done nothing for our base salaries. One, you're right. You're right. Nothing, nothing at all. But their base salaries. Yeah, they, they've done something for their salaries. And that's what people got to understand. They, Oh, yeah, they've done something for their salaries, but not ours. Let, let me ask you something, cuz. Mm-hmm. Um, for the next administration, whoever the next administration would be, I put out a post that said I want the next administration to have mostly young folks. For the simple fact that for the past couple of years, it seemed like the union has been the step before retirement. So people, a lot of people, if, if Samuelson Slate get voted out, a lot of people go retire. So how you feel about 
a older administration versus a, a younger administration? Well, you know, um, basically, I wouldn't want to just, you know, I want to answer that, but also put things with it that I would like to see with the now, next administration. Let me get it, let me get this clear before you even answer that. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have, you know, older folks on the next administration, but I don't think it should be overwhelmed with a whole bunch of senior people. I think it's time for people to actually start passing the torch to the to the younger members. Yeah, definitely. You know, um the senior people should definitely pass the torch to the younger members the same way you know when the uh, when the job was dominated by the you know Irish and they basically ran the system they passed the torch down to the next generation behind them you know i don't know who the hell passed the torch to these motherfuckers in there now <laughs> but um but basically you know yeah pass the torch down but basically you know i believe that it should be a young youthful force you know um i always say as far as a, as far as a political game a nice age to be in in a, in a political um position is at least 35 years old. You know, when you're 20, 20 and 25, that's, that, that's, to me, that's, to me, that's too young. Because you have too much play in your life and you, you got, you know, so basically when you're 35, you're more mature, you know, you're more mature acting, you're more, you got more, y your mind is more steady. So basically, when it comes down to it, you know, uh, there's nothing like a young, youthful, educated workforce, educated on the job and edu just educated on, on, just things in general, and then have some type of, you know, book education or whatever from school, as you know, as you would say, you know, some type of academic education. Yeah, I'm, I'm supporting a different type of movement. I'm, I'm supporting an educating, educative, youthful movement. Mm -hmm. I want, I, I do want senior people on board, um, supporting y the younger people, but I got to go with my gut instinct of what made me want to get involved. Right, because... You always need a, you're right, you know, you do need a splash of seniority up in there because, again, you need somebody to inform you on what it was before you came on because that's where, that's where they'll gut punch you and hit you because if you, if you have, okay, say like in a case like me or you, right, if you go in there blind, right, and you have three years on the job, but you don't know what preceded you. So, but somebody like me with my time, I'm gonna come in there and I'm gonna let you know what preceded you. Yeah. And that way they're not they're not gonna make jackasses of us. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But even with all that info that they got, they may have no one known what come before us, but they don't know how to move us forward. Right. That's another thing. And see, that's what the right, that's what the youth aspect is about, moving us forward. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Because what what people not understanding is that this young this membership is getting younger. Right. And there's a disconnect between the older members and the younger members. Yeah. The younger members are not following no old members. They're not following anybody. Not Samuelson, not nobody. The young people are sticking with the young people because mm -hmm. we relate to each other more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We do think we know how to, you know, go to the party. We get lit, get drink. They don't drink what we drink. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't drink what we drink. So, you know, but... There's a major disconnect. And, you know, the older members, they like to um, speak condescendingly to people who don't have a lot of time. Yeah. And, you know, it happens to me. And I don't have a lot of time. You know, I recognize that. But I see myself as being in the forefront of the issues. Yeah. I don't know nobody in the forefront of the issues that's not 
an elected rep. Right. Well, you know what it is? I remember what it was like to have three years on a job and one year and be on probation and all that. So I know I know I know what that feeling is, you know what I'm saying? I'm not far distant away from far distant away from it to where I can't look back and remember that feeling, you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you something. When you in when you on a job for five years, it's the same thing being on a job for fifteen. You picking comfortable. It's no it's no more stress. All the stress is in your first year. And then probably your next two years after that. Everything after that is the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, it's just, it's just a matter of just gaining seniority. <laughs> yeah, it's a bid after that. Mm-hmm. Then what, what's, what is it, the race to 250 for your longevity pay or whatever the longevity pay start at? Yeah, there's 250 now with the career. You know what I mean? So they're, they're, your time means nothing. It, it Actually, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't like when people say I got – 10 years. All right, what you did in the 10 years to move the membership for? What you did in your 20 years to move the membership for? What you did in your 30 years to move the membership? Nothing? Don't talk to me. Because we have nothing in common. Nothing in common. <laughs> and, 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 and that's the issue. Yeah. You know? We, 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 we do got to work together. We do have to support one another because we are a union. But it's more condescending coming from you know, the elder members, when they should be taking us up under the wing. Not as son, I'm trying to son you, but take you under the wing like, yo, you know about this in the contract? You know that we did teach us the history. Right. Don't, don't, oh, I got more time in the bathroom. That's, that's. Oh, yeah, all play, those play, jokes. Play, playing or not, people, when you, when you analyze a joke, the reason a joke is funny because it has the sense of a truth in it. You know what I'm saying? If a joke, I, I don't laugh at lies. In order for a joke to be laughable, you have to, it has to have a sense of truthfulness to it. Oh, yeah, I, I remember all the jokes as a rookie. Listen, they used to say, yeah, I got more time in the bathroom than you. What else? I didn't know that, I didn't know they had bus service on the weekend. Um, damn, the son of, I, dad, they have service at night? You know, <laughs> so all those, all those crazy jokes I can remember that, from back in the days. That's, that's cool, but you yeah. want to know what? Ain't shit funny now. It ain't no, it ain't, well, it ain't, not it now, ain't, it ain't funny. Nothing, nothing isn't funny. No, it ain't funny now. I tell you that, man. We underpaid. Yeah. We not appreciated. We not respected by management, the union, or the public. There's nothing funny to me. Right. But, again, it all falls on the union. It's like, listen, if you have people in there in the union, if you make sure the service is out there, if you make sure your membership is, you know, you know don't have your membership you know, hell bent on some place to wipe their behind, you know, then they are the service, you know, because that's basically what it's become also. People are prima donnas, you know, you, you know, with swing rooms and shit like that. So, you know, that's what I mean when I say, listen, you know, um, the respect has been lost and basically we got to regain it back, you know? Yeah. And um, what, what, what kills me as far as what, you know, every crew room you had, you got the gangster in there. I did this when I was younger. I was I was I was slinging this. I was I was busting that. I was doing this. So you came to transit and it turned into a sucker. <laughs> right. And then and you know my thing is this, listen. I've been hearing that same rhetoric for the past 17 years. Same shit. Okay, guys talk about what they used to do out there in the streets or whatever. But basically I'm saying to myself, listen. And then you got guys that still talk tough, people that still talk tough now. And I'm saying to myself, listen. You know you got shit to lose, so don't talk tough. Like I say, but come here, and my thing, my thing has always been, okay, 
bring that strength here with the knowledge and let's see fight for you know like I said help to fight for um things to be better here on the job help to fight for our our right to benefit so hold these people's feet to the fire and use that strength to fight the MTA but they won't but but that's the but they're not going to do but that they, Back in the old life, they was they was shooting guns, they was ducking bullets, they was running from the cops. <laughs> right. <laughs> but pissing their pants when they getting taken out of service, they got to fill out a G two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Do, do that make sense? That no. sound like a gangster to you? No, it doesn't make sense. That, it really that doesn't. Don't make no. Today I did some. I w- I was being a gangster today. I can't really talk about it, but I was a gangster today. Yeah. You know what I mean? What I was doing. Listen, let me tell you something, man. You know, and I and and I know I said this a few times before. You know, a lot of a lot of these people are scared of the MTA, including this administration. They're they scared to death for the MTA, but again, they're gangsters. But basically, <laughs> the, the thing is, you know, me personally, listen. You know, you know, you got the out here in society in America. You got the Koch brothers, you got the the, the Rockefellers, you got the Rothschilds. Okay. Basically, this union, you know, they act like they're going up against the Koch brothers and Mayor Bloomberg and Warren Buffett to the world. You know what I'm saying? See, but, you know, not, now even though a lot of those guys are scumbags, you know, let's be honest, but I can respect those scumbags because they've built their wealth and empire from the ground from up. The ground up, yeah. Or it was acquired to them from a family member who built shit from the ground up. But but the MTA, none of y'all, none, none of y'all created that. But... And, and it was a and to be and the irony it was a Rockefeller who created the MTA, <laughs> but exactly. So, but what's funny is what people not recognizing is, and I'm talking about us as far as with the MTA. Mm-hmm. These managers, I'm talking about the top managers. Yeah, they come here for X amount of years to create damage and keep it moving and keep it moving. You know what I mean? They don't care about the why. Why are you worrying about giving us raises? This ain't your fucking company, right? This ain't the governor company. You understand? Why are you concerned about the raises? But they're only here to inflict damage and go. Right. And that's why it's the union's job who's here for a certain amount of years, you know, you know, in their positions longer depending upon the elections. Listen, you're here to hold down the fort. You're here to hold down and protect the, uh, protect the membership and protect your jobs as well and protect your pension from these people who are just coming and going. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and and it's it's we gotta wake up. Yeah, they gotta wake up. It's like, yo, stop being. But see, like I said, these people are scared. Just, I'm glad you brought that up. These people, these grown ass men are scared. You're talking about forty something, fifty something year old grown ass men, sixties. Okay, okay, you know, you grew up in the seventies and eighties. You're supposed to be tougher than that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all talk again. Y'all talk tough, but come on, look. And and if you're a tough guy, <laughs> he's a take if, you, if you if you if you if you're a tough guy. Come holler at me, and I can show you how to be tough against the MTA. And to tell you the truth, you know, I I I meet with these MTA people. You know what I'm saying? And I don't see that it don't it don't be about toughness. I, and I think they respect people who come up there to speak with them about issues, and you able to argue them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I I can't really say much about this this situation, but. Um, somebody was fired, and it wasn't no hope for them. All of a sudden, I'm in a in a in a boss office, and th- it's hope again. You know what I'm saying? 
So how did how did that happen? How did that happen? And you know, um, these people, you could email them, you could reach out to them, but when you go sit down and talk to them, you gotta have a a, a, a logical argument. You gotta have your thoughts together because they not there to play. They they come and shut you down in a minute. But you know, even with even with Askurod, you know, I hear a lot of crazy things about him, and I haven't had. A, a horrible experience where he totally shut me down because I know my argument is right. I'm not going to sit in front of these people and come half-ass and not argue how I'm supposed to argue. You know what I'm saying? Of course. Now, let me ask you this, cuz. You heard, you've been paying attention about the, the closing of Mashulu Yacht? I, I saw a post on that earlier. There was a derailment there? There was a derailment there earlier today. Earlier today, yeah. Yeah, I got the call about that, about the derailment. But I'm talking about the, the bricks falling on the people had. You ain't read about that? No, I didn't hear about that. Because well, well, that's Tracy Towers. That's um, Mashula, yeah, Mashula Yard. Mashula, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mashula Yard <laughs> is under Tracy Towers. No, 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 wait. Jerome Yard or Mashula Yard? Mashula Yard. Where's Mich- is Mishula Yard under Tracy Towers? It's over there by Tracy, yeah. It's under Tracy Towers, yeah. right. So, yes, because it's across the street from Concourse Yard. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, I didn't hear about that, no. So, Crystal, um, they gave her all the credit for it. Got the yard closed until, I guess, whatever is fixed. And um, I seen some members put some 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 messages up and was like, you know, it's bullshit, the union trying to do this, X, Y, Z. I said, all right, she got the yard closed. It don't take much to do that. It's a hazard. It's bricks falling. You could give MTA helm, um, members helmets all they want. It could fall on their shoulders. It could fall anywhere else besides that helmet. You know what I'm saying? Right, but, at least, but the idea of a helmet is you don't want nothing falling on your head. You get a concussion and knock you because your brain controls everything. Just because you got a helmet on doesn't mean that you want something to fall on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the yard was closed. But I heard this problem was going on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it was going on, but I heard it was going on for a very long time. I don't know, but members, maybe y'all should comment in the group because y'all know more about that than I do. I don't know what's going on at Mashulu Yard. You know, I don't know what took so long to get it closed down. should have been closed down. But um, I'm happy that it's closed now, and we we gotta we gotta safeties first on this job. Of course, you know basically it it sounds like you know again, it's it's situated under Tracy Towers up in the Bronx. If you know people don't know, so basically it sounds like some of the bricks from those buildings are falling on it, falling on falling in the yard. So basically, you know the rumble of those trains, you know basically is what uh it, is 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 what's making those bricks fall. Now of course. Just like Esplanade in Harlem over the over the three line, you know, Tracy Towers was, you know, these buildings were built over these tr- subways because these trains were here longer, a hell of a lot longer than a lot of these buildings and complexes. So that's basically, it sounds like what's going on. The fact that, uh, you know, shit wasn't, you know, the, you know, the bricks basically just wiggled free all these years, you know, after all these years, you know. So basically that's what, uh, that's what's going on. It sounds like, but I know that there was also another situation at Kings Highway in Brooklyn with a with a um a handrail in the yard or something like that. I think I, I saw it. I saw it in more than RTO, and it was it what it is. I think it just had to be welded down properly. But it was a loose handrail in the yard. At, at, well, in the 
at, at a yard somewhere in Brooklyn, and Crystal was there also, and and, and you know to rectify the situation. Oh wow! Did you see that post? No, I didn't I, see I, it at Kings Highway in Brooklyn on the F. I didn't see it. You didn't see it. So she's on an emergency response team for people out here losing their jobs. I can't wait to talk about this story oh. I got coming up. Oh, she's on the emergency response team. I mean, it's just, that's what it sound like. Uh huh. What's more important? I mean, everything is important. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't know what's going on, man. But as soon as this situation is figured out, hopefully within the next week, next Thursday, I'm gonna have something to talk about. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, do you want? Do like? Do you want the chairperson saving jobs, or do you want her? You know, coming out to the field at these different at these different locations at these situations. Well, um, as a chair, you got to do a little bit of both. Yeah, you do. You got to do a little bit of both. You got to be, you got to be ten people at one time. Yeah, you well, you definitely got to be capable of doing it all. You know. Yeah. But now, of course, you can't be in all these places on the same day. I mean, if you if it's a day where you want to focus, if it's times where you want to focus on hearings, it's like okay. But make sure you got a, a team of people on staff that's good enough to handle them. To handle that. But but see, Chris do get too much of the of the flack. Where the hell is Key at? I don't Cause, know. Cause he, he just really MIA. I ain't heard nothing. I ain't seen him. <laughs> I'm, I'm not an RTO, but it's like, damn, don't nobody talk about him see, seeing him. Like, Did you take a class with him or something like that? Like, was he teaching your class? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why you never talk about that? <laughs> I mean, because it wasn't nothing to, you know, just prior to progressive action. So you which, which, what's your take on Key? I mean, I don't know him. It's just, I mean, he just seems like an all right guy, you know. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's all I know. It just seems like an all right guy, you know. I know he, I know he came straight to the job as a, tra- you know, he came straight in the train operator. He didn't uh, pass through as conductor, you know. So that's all I know. But basically, that you know, that's all I know of him. You know, I mean, I I know Crystal from coming here to Progressive Action. To the show last year, so basically, Crystal was a nice girl, but and you know I hear people say Kia is a nice guy, but what people need to understand, we're not looking for nice people. No, we're not looking for nice people. We're looking for kick-ass people when they <laughs> get in a position. That's what we're looking for. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is with all these people, it's like, listen, y'all signing off on stuff that putting stuff in the contract that's taking money out of members' pockets. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this about? You know what I'm saying? Because all you people got over 15 years. So y'all supposed to know better. Exactly. Because if, if I'm sitting, I ain't talking shit, but if I'm sitting there, like, listen, you ain't taking money out of my members' pockets. You know what I'm saying? You ain't doing that. I mean, we're going to put more money in members' pockets. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we'll find other ways to compromise on stuff, but you ain't taking money out of our pockets. You know? Yeah. That's just like, you know, when you get in there, just like I was telling you earlier. When so I listen, get in with Man, listen, when you get in office at RTO, you know you're going to get in there, man. <laughs> when you get in, I'm, and I'm saying it with my chest, when you get in there, right, you get in there and say, listen, you know, we're going to put our conductors back on these on these trains doing put-ins. That's what we're going to do so that they can, you know, continue to get money again, you know? Exactly. But yeah, we got to put money back, and we got to keep money in the members' pockets, man, mm-hmm. no, matter, no matter what, you know? Basically, these guys, you know, they gave the extra premium um, money to the Arctic um, buses, and I'm saying to myself, how much money are they going to get from that? No money at all. What these guys should have did was gave it to the shifters. Because everybody, all, a lot of the members in all the depots would have the opportunity to get that. Because if, if the shifter's premium is higher, because right now it's 50 cents to shift. 
So if you so if you give that extra seventy five cents, which would make it what a dollar, a dollar twenty five. Can you imagine that shit? But think about this, cuz a dollar twenty five or a dollar fifty to shift. Why extra. we gotta pick and choose? Why can't the Arctic buses get what they get and the shifters get what they get? No. Why don't we eliminate them goddamn Arctic buses, period, okay? They ain't, got, they ain't got to eliminate it. If they was to give the, the, the drivers at least $10 more to drive that extra bus, it wouldn't be no arguments. No, it wouldn't be no arguments. Pay us accordingly. That's all we're saying. When you with the bus drivers, see, they need the, the <laughs> and bus. Then, and be careful what you ask for because they'll give you an extra $10. <laughs> but you want to know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at the extra $10. When you look at it, an Arctic bus is an extra bus. So you're doing, the MTA is smart. They got you pawning in your sick time, and they got you driving <laughs> two buses for the price of one. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out to management. Like I said, they, yo, these guys are slicksters. These guys are real slicksters. They got you two buses for the price of one. What kind of robbery is that? Highway robbery. That's why I said these people, yo, have make have them get rid of these damn. They got slave work on sale. Yeah, <laughs> we got them working double. Mm-hmm. You know what's next? You you think the city is not getting any smaller? Them Arctic buses is not gonna be enough space soon. What they gonna do? Put three buses on on, on one bus now? That's gotta be illegal. Triple, okay? That's gotta be illegal in this city. They gonna make they money talks. You're right. Yeah, money talks. They can make it the size of a tractor trailer. These buses ain't on the highways. They ain't driving on Eastern Parkway. No parkways or nothing like that. This city is too congested for those damn buses. It's too congested for them. Okay, I'm thinking about Midtown and all these people and all. Nah, it's too congested, man. You you know, when you make these turns and then at, and then at nighttime, when it's, if it's raining, I mean, drenched raining real hard. Well, how about this? Because I could see this happening. Double-decker buses. They used to have double decker buses here. They did. Yeah, in the seventies. Could they fit them? They could fit them in the depots too, because the depots some, like Elmo Park, and Flatbush. Where did they have those double decker buses? They had those double decker buses, in, in, in Map Store. They had them. One hundred thirty second Street. What did my father? One hundred thirty second Street. I think the old. Uh, they had it at the old. I'm gonna post. I'm gonna send you a picture because I got a picture of it. I'm a, matter of fact, yeah, I do have a picture. I'm gonna send you a picture when I get get home. But yeah, they had double. They they experimented with double decker buses in the mid '70s, back in the days. But again, oh. people who were around don't know that. Again. Yeah, but what if they do that though? What if they tried that again? I could see it coming back. Yeah, they could. I mean, but it would have to fit in these depots. It would have to fit. They'll make it fit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I tell you something, I would accept a double decker bus over these Arctics. Yeah. I mean, because because again, it's, it's not one lo- bus. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one, one bus. bus. Yeah. It's not longer. It's taller. So and then you ain't got to worry about uh, you know they couldn't put them on across town going through the transverse and in, in, uh, what you call it um, Central Park. They would have to be careful where they put it as far as height. But yeah, you know a double decker bus, they could bring that back. Yeah. Matter of fact, you know you say that I'm surprised they didn't come up with that idea to bring that shit back. But again, it's the depots, and I don't think. I don't think these depots can handle it. Like that's something you would have to pay attention to, you know, as far as the height of the of the buildings and the roll up doors. I mean, the roll up doors are real high, but as far as when they park them and the and on on the inside, you know. So, 
I don't know. That's crazy. That's something to think about. I wonder. I wonder did they even think about that again? You know. Shit, we probably gave them an idea. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast from the past, you know. Word up. So the other day, I made a post about the um, Long Island Railroad on time <laughs> performance is at a record low, right? Okay. And they actually lost sixty million dollars, but they getting rewarded. Like they made the MTA two hundred million dollars. Meanwhile, oh yeah, how are they getting rewarded? They getting paid more than us, right? How how in any company, if your productivity falls off, so does your pay. Exactly. But they productivity falls off. Our productivity is on the up and up, Con- and it's constantly increasing yeah. our productivity. But we get treated like shit. Right. Explain that. Explain that exactly. Now I want you to explain that. I, I can't explain it. <laughs> I can't explain it. But they quiet. They quiet about what's going on with Long Island Railroad. But as soon as there's a drop of something here, they ready to throw us under the bus. Right. This is why you late. This is why this. This is why that. Oh yeah, they talk about our buses. They they talk about these bus. Yeah, they have a they have a um a survey that they do every year. What's the worst um the 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 worst subway uh, line and what's the best subway line and then they have what's the slowest bus they you know like they have a a a, a, a um a, what you call it a, a survey a survey yeah of what's the slowest bus or what's the fastest best bus but you never hear what's the what's the slowest Long Island Railroad line no <laughs> exactly no 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 you don't hear that which branch is the worst. Which branch of the Metro North is the worst and all of that stuff. No, you don't hear all that. You don't. You really don't. You're right. Why is that? Do that have anything to do with that? Somebody answer that for me. Somebody Can somebody answer that for me? Well, maybe because it's heavily political, so it's like it don't even matter. Because you got to remember, a lot of politicians ride that Metro North to go back and forth between down here and upstate and, and back and forth because they live down here, but they do business upstate in Albany. And then you got to remember, same thing out in Long Island. They ride those trains out to Long Island. So, in other words, they shit don't stink. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. we're, but, we're the, but we're the worst of the worst. We're the worst smut, bottom of the barrel, crumbs, crumbs on the table people, workers there is as far as the MTA is concerned here at Transit. But yet, just like you said, we move all these people. We're the, again, productivity is constantly skyrocketing. And now they're talking about um, – the bus service ridership is going down because of the subway service. Now I'm seeing, you know, with Governor Cuomo coming out with all these new brand new buses, and basically, you know, you know, basically, listen. Sometimes, you know, it all comes, it all comes down to race, just like you, you know, just like you talk about. I know people jump down your throat about talking about race, but it's a, it's a touchy topic, and it's like, listen, you know, the reality is, our membership is a 76 percent minorities. You know, and basically they figure that, you know, our mind is going to be elsewhere, you know. But, you know, they didn't count on progressive action coming here to talk about these stats and coming here to talk about productivity and coming here to talk about money. Because basically we're the cash cow for the MTA. New York City Transit is the cash cow for the MTA, okay, and easy pass, all right. And basically when you talk about it, you know, the you, I want the membership to gain the strength and honest, and to know that you carry the world. Because you got to think about everybody that rides these buses and trains. And let's run it down. You're talking about, uh, again, uh, politicians, celebrities, of course, the derelicts on the street, 
You got uh, said the derelicts on the street. The derelicts <laughs> on the street, exactly. And you don't, and you got to pick them all up. You don't know who it, you don't know who it is, but you're talking about tourists, people that come from all parts of the world that look f- that that the way it's a treat for them to ride our subway system because they hear about it. You know what we should do, cause I don't want to interrupt you. Let's let's see if somebody want to call in. So you can finish talking. Let me give them the number though. If you want to call in and speak with us tonight, 347-721-3161. Call in. Let us know how you feeling about your new um, 2.5% raise. How has it impacted your uh, your paycheck this week? Are you able to go to Disney World? <laughs> Let us know how you feel. <laughs> oh, man. The number 347-721-3161. So okay. call in, we'll be looking forward to speak to you. All right. But basically, you know, just like I, just like I was saying, again, you got the, again, you got po- all types of politicians. You got um, the, the derelicts on the street. You got tourists that come from all over the world. Okay. You got people that come from everywhere else, Long Island, Connecticut, Pennsylvania, South Jersey, Delaware. There are people that come here that commute here and then ride our system. And then you got, uh, you know, basically everybody that you could think of that come to New York City, they ride our system, whether it's the bus or whether it's the subway. So basically that's what I want people to understand is everybody rides our buses and trains. That, you know, you don't just move New York, you carry the world. Okay, we're all members too. We carry the world. We service the world, okay? So basically that's what I mean when you talk about millions of people and when you you know when it's contract time and these people come around and they they're coming around talking about well inflation and the cost of living are the same goddamn thing insult your intelligence and when they come around talking about 2.5 yeah you know we didn't take no shit you know what i'm saying we got 2.5 and this is artificial artificial sweeteners in the in the in the departments and we got this for you and there's no concessions when there ain't no such thing as no concessions you can roll up Roger Tucson and Mike Quill into one person, and there'll still be a concession. <laughs> there ain't no such goddamn thing, and this motherfucker never ever negotiated a contract in his life talking about no concessions. You know what it is? He was doing the concessions before the even actual negotiation. Exactly. I don't care what nobody say. Aetna is a concession. Right. Aetna is a – I went to the doctor earlier this year, and I got a bill for lab results <laughs> since when I got that. <laughs> Like I don't even feel like paying. It's, it's fifteen dollars, but I'm like, yeah. Why am I getting a bill for this? Mm-hmm. I never seen this before. That's a concession, right? You got uh, five years top pay is a concession. Again, the extra half a point percentage point to the health benefits that's a concession. And uh, what else? There's a whole lot of stuff that adds up to millions of dollars. Workers that pe- comp PPO. Workers comp PPO is a concession. Yeah. Okay. The minor customer complaints is a concession. That nobody's talking about. Correct. Okay. Your OTO, the OTO uh, deal with nine nine occurrences, that's a concession. Correct. Okay. What about all these goddamn committees? That's a concession. <laughs> okay. You have to, salary is a concession. Samuelson salary is a concession. Right. <laughs> you got to wait till next year to get the longevity pay. Concession. You concession. You got to wait till next year. To two get years the, to get the two bonus. Year, two years to get the bonus. Concession. Concession. You got to wait till 2018 to get the night and weekend differential, which is five fucking cents. Concession. Or whatever it is. Concession. You got to wait till 2018 to get. 
New boots. New boots. Concession. <laughs> so it's like, what are you? No concessions. Like that's why I'm like, what the fuck are you he talking right. about? He gave away all the concessions before the actual contract. Before the contract. Shout right? out to Sammy. Yeah. Sam. Shout out to these guys, man. Oh my goodness. The layoffs was a concession. Okay. You, you know, um, you know, a friend of the show, Ron Griffin. He said something real important today that I didn't really think about. You know, bus drivers. Train operator. I I I leave it to bus drivers. Bus drivers get a lot of slack when they get into an accident. The spotlight is on y'all. Um, you know you're basically guilty until proven otherwise. You know what I'm saying. And Vision Zero proves that. Why there's no recollection or thought about how many accidents do bus drivers avoid on a daily basis? You know how many accidents is avoided on a daily basis? Why isn't that th- thought about? You know, uh, maybe maybe the TA need to call in. They should have bus drivers call in their misses. And I'm just using their misses, but when they almost get into an accident, so they could see how like whatever that whatever that button they press the rtt button is that how they speak to control or whatever yeah yeah rtt yeah call rtt button i almost got into an accident what happened this person did this i almost got into damn you almost get into an accident in every block welcome to new york city motherfucker exactly <laughs> this is how it works exactly so by right exactly so just you know that's something you know that's interesting that you brought it up because by right no shout out the wrong shout griffin. out the wrong griffin <laughs> yeah because basically all the near misses and all the things that you that a bus that at that the average bus operator in transit knew to avoid. Basically, if you didn't avoid it, they'd be accidents every day. Be accidents every day. Nobody would be in service. Okay, there wouldn't be no buses out there. Well, we gonna see what's gonna happen with sleep apnea. Oh yeah, <laughs> with service. But but finish your thought with the um, near misses. Yeah, that's no. I was just saying that you know with the near misses, like listen, of course, but because I can remember you know going down the road so. I'll always know what it's like, you know, for, for a bus operator or whatever. And especially in Manhattan, the cabs in the summertime, you got to be careful in these neighborhoods with the kids running around and the bikes. And, again, it's even worse now because people are out there on their cell phones. They're out there with the earplugs on, it, and, and they're basically not paying attention. So it's like you have to be everybody else's eyes and ears. It's not tough to physically drive the bus, but what makes it tough is, you have to be everybody else's eyes and ears. How long is a um Arctic Arctic bus? Sixty feet. Got to be longer than sixty feet. No, it's sixty. Because Arctic bus is only sixty feet. Yeah, but yeah, because each 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 portion is thirty feet. It's not each portion is a forty foot. Okay. Yeah. So it's an extra. In, in actuality, it's an extra twenty feet added on to it. So there's thirty and thirty. A bu- Arctic bus is sixty feet. Okay. You know, again, which is long. Because, like I said, I'm trying. I'm trying to th- imagine, you know, a, a rainstorm at night where it's raining real hard, and you know, it could be kind of tough to visibly see what's going on. And then now, if you're making a right turn and a left turn, now you got all you got all this. Even though the bus follows you again, physically driving it with nobody outside walking. Oh, okay, fine. But when you talk about all these people out there walking and walking into the bus. And now you know. Now you got all of this space back there. You got to look back there behind and make sure everything is, you know, to make sure nobody walks up behind a bus. You know. Yeah. Bus drivers definitely underpaid. Yeah, of um, course. You know, bus drivers do 
we all need more money, but y'all take a lot. And see, that license, like I said, that license is serious business because it's not like it ends when you get off the bus. You have to guard that license with your life. That license is your bread and butter. That license is what makes sure that you, you know, continue to feed your family and, you know, buy that home and put your kids through college or, you know, buy your car, you know, whatever it is, however it is you're trying to improve your life. That's what uh, that's what that license does for you, you know. So it doesn't end when you get off the bus. It's like when you drive home, you got to be careful. You're still basically you're still working if you're driving home when you get off that bus. Yeah, you gotta you gotta protect. That's your livelihood. That's your exactly. It's your livelihood. Without it, you're not you, you're out of service. If you if you get a uh, if you get a DUI or whatever, you out for six you out for six months. You're out of service. You can't drive. You know. It's crazy. Cause. It, it is crazy. Yeah. So. That's what I mean. But I say, you know, all of these things are not in all of these things are not in in members' minds when they vote on these contracts. It's like, listen, you gotta, you know, you gotta hold their feet to the fire, you know, and pull out your calculator and do the math, you know. Yeah, and and we gotta we gotta hold our reps to the highest standard, and we can't let them slack any longer because Samuelson thinks that cost of living. And inflation is the same thing. The rest of the world don't think that. And our salaries and our rents are not matching up. More and more, I said this probably before the Progressive Action Show launched off, that we are going to be nothing but refugees, transit refugees with this, because we can't afford to live in the city in which we serve. Why should I be forced? People like, oh, you could go to Jersey. I'm only paying this amount, this amount. But you're traveling. You're not taking to you ain't getting no no easy pass discount. You're not you you paying to come into the city. So you you paying more you paying more gas and you paying more tolls. How much is the um Highland Tunnel now? Oh, uh, did it go up? I, I forgot. I don't know what it is exactly. I forgot, but I know our toll is eight fifty as far as cash is concerned, and it's five dollars if you got easy pass. It's discounted to five five seventy six something like that. I think five dollars and seventy five cents. So. So we're talking at least $40 a week. Exactly. At the least $40 a week. With our 75 cent raise for two weeks, I get $60. Mm -hmm. So there go my my raise. Exactly. If I decide to move out to Jersey today and tomorrow, I lose my money in tolls. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're not taking the, uh, again, as far as location, if you're not taking New Jersey Transit or the PATH train or whatever, then basically you're paying, you know, again, Wear and tear driving on your car, and uh, and basically, uh, you know, as far as the energy, as far as you know, going home, you know, and then when it comes to overtime, let's just say, you know, if you want your members, you know, basically, you want your members to cover work, as far as the union is concerned, it's like, listen, if your members are moving out to Jersey and moving and and moving way out, it's like, it's tougher for you to come in. Well, not tougher. It's let me use the proper word. It's more of a challenge for you to get in snap your finger and come in and do a piece of work than it is for somebody who lives here in the five boroughs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and then <laughs> with them trying to do an undo bus consolidation, that's not going to work good. <laughs> no, that's not going to work. And like I said, that's going to be a major that's going to be a major inconvenience if they did that. Yeah. It really is. Because again, it's been all it's been the way of life now for the past, for the past uh uh 11 11 going on 12 years now. So Members who have under that time, they don't know, and it'll be a total culture shock for them. 
you know. It wouldn't be a total culture. It wouldn't be a shock to me. I'm like, okay, you know, but it would be a culture shock for them. I think that the older members are going to be more upset than the younger members. I can't see because we, we don't – we ain't experienced it long enough. Older people is hard to change the new the younger people. The older people is going to be pissed if they undo bus consolidation. It's going to be hell on these hell on earth in the surface. No, well, no, no, no. Hold on, cuz no, not with not with incumbent members like myself that got my time and over. Because again, we know what it's like for it to be separate. We came on when it was separate. So basically, as far as seniority goes, you undo bus consolidation. They ain't fucking with somebody that got 20 years because, ba- I mean, maybe so, but okay, but it, it could happen. But you think about it. Still, it's like it's it affecting would, thousands. It's affecting thousands, right? But it's affecting thousands of, again, newer members who came in under the consolidation. You know, people like, again, people like myself that where you, 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 we remember what it's like to be separate. Like, oh, okay, it's just separate again. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but it'll affect them also the way it's like, okay. People who took it who were to capitalize it and taking advantage of being able to pick out the Brooklyn, which I do know a few. It's like they'll be like, "Oh, I gotta go back uptown again." Okay, but they'll be like, "Oh, okay." You know what I'm saying? I don't think so. I mean, go out there, and ask them, ask them how they feel if they undo bus consolidation and they gotta go somewhere. Else. You gotta understand, people pick they they depots and they pick their runs. You can get bumped off your run. Motherfuckers be mad you bumped them off their run. I mean, they. I mean, they be tight, but but not no shit the way you want. I mean, I haven't seen it. Not no shit the way you want to fight, because it's like, listen. The I mean, name you of ain't the game gonna win a fight. You ain't gonna win a fight. The but, name of the game is seniority, but, so you can't. You but know. if somebody with seniority knock you out, out your out your um run, that's cool. But due to bus consolid unconsolidating the buses, that's beef. It's gonna be a whole bunch. It's gonna be a disgruntled. It's gonna, motherfuckers gonna be crashing buses, all types of craziness gonna be going on, and the union is so foolish to even think about that. Think about that, but you know the concessions keep going, yeah, and they keep trying. And look at we forgot a concession before we was getting both passes. Oh yeah, now we only getting one pass. One pass, right? Because in the language, it, it clearly stated that okay. Members and or and or exactly and or oh it said and it said and you you basically both passes yeah members that live here in the five boroughs now can get you know will basically get both passes because you know basically it, I filled out the application I filled it out matter of fact last week and I took it down to I took it down to Livingston Street so yeah, you should have told me you could have took mine oh okay well you could download I downloaded it from the union website and I um. And I and I I had the time, so I just took it down there. But you can mail it in. Well, one thirty or one eighty. One eighty. Oh, I was down there. Yeah. I could have handled that today. One eighty to the past unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, but basically, yeah. So it's like you know, again, they talking about well, you know, you you be taking up you be taking up the way they made it sound as if you be gonna be bombarding the train like thugs and taking up seats and. Give up your seat if somebody asks you. Like I'm like really, but it's the same rule. Listen. It's the same rule as per New York City Transit. Exactly. So I'm saying to myself, why would y'all do that? Y'all just like you said, they give these passes and every easy passes to the cops, okay? And the cops can ride our express buses. My thing is, before long, before Long Island Railroad and Metro North, again, our passes should work on our own express buses. 
I'm saying to myself, you got to be kidding me. Like, we we should be, if the express bus, you know, particularly members who live out on Staten Island, and all of damn express buses that come into Manhattan, why should you have to wait on the ferry? And I know as a many a member that said, yo, that's, that's, yo that, that express bus is right by the crib. Right by the crib. So why should you have to go hike all the way down to the ferry and do all of that where you could just ride the express bus and bong, you're right there. I, I mean, wonder. like I said, you got to worry about the driver giving you, letting you on. You know, but I'm saying to myself, your pass should work on the express bus. Why wasn't it never fought for? I don't know, because there probably nobody no, never thought about it. Yeah, Same I don't th- think the MTA ever thought about MTA it. MTA never, well, they, well, they had to because they telling us no. Exactly. It, it crossed their mind, of course. But, again, as, uh, as, as the union, if you don't go in there and say nothing, that they ain't going to hand it to you. You got to go in there and grab it. You got to go in there and get it. You know, the same thing with um with easy passes. Listen, you don't even, you know, again, all you got to, and, and then everything being cashless now anyway, they're ripping down all the tolls. Yeah. So you don't need a tag. All you got to do is, listen, as a member, register your car or, or register your license plate or something, and then that way your car will be exempt from the, what you call it, will be exempt from the toll. And you won't get a bill in the mail because you're an because you're an employee. That way, all members can get back and forth to work with no problem. I know members again now where they, they had money issues, and you know because they don't get no overtime or whatever. So it's like yo, times get hard. Yo, it's hell for them to come to work because it's Trump because they got they got to pay to come to work, gas and, and the toll. So I'm saying to myself, if you make it easy for all members to get to work, no matter what region they're at, okay. If, if a member lives upstate and let's say they're stuck, you know what I'm saying, their car breaks down or, or they or they get a flat tire or whatever, okay, listen, okay, you know, they take care of their car or whatever, but that way, you know, that way, because a lot of members of that move, their, it, that's another thing, the refugees that move out of state, they got to have multiple vehicles just in case one go down, they can jump on, a, they can jump on another right. one and come and or keep they, on or coming. Or they have, to, they have to have a newer vehicle. They have to have a newer vehicle, exactly. So... Again, you make it to where, no matter where you're at, you can hop on that railroad or hop on that bus and continue coming to work. If you're upstate and you're coming down or whatever, you can make it to the railroad. That way the member can still come to work and not lose no time. But this is what the, again, these are the things the union has to think about. Don't just think about, okay, you know, you have to get to think about, the th- you know, when you ask for these things, how it will help the member out in the long run or the things, or the things that come with it. You know what I'm saying? And they totally left out the retirees. As far as oh, as, as, oh yeah, as far as the rail passes, right? <laughs> That's crazy, right? Sold them out. Sold them out. Why yeah. they they put in a time? Why can't they get a pass? Exactly. Exactly. But you got these again. This administration, it's, it looks like they don't mind fucking the retirees, you know? Because cause, um Roger took care of the retirees. Roger took Roger took <coughs> care of everybody. Yeah. You know, let's. I think I told you this before, right? That you know, I posted something. I posted a video. Um, it was a clip, an old Channel Eleven archival clip of um, the nineteen of the nineteen eighty strike when the members, you know, when our union membership came back to work. So you know, you saw John Law, the president at that time, in the in the clip, and you and you and the and the news media interviewed a couple of the members, you know, bus drivers and um, people on the train or whatever. So, but mainly bus drivers on the surface. So, you know. Again, you always had people who were uh, against whatever it was that was agreed to. So it looks like the newer members at that time, the 1980 strike, disagreed with 
what they got out of the strike, whatever, you know. But basically from what I gather is that the union during the old days, they always t- mostly took care of the senior people and the people who were here on the job, and they didn't care about the newer membership. They said, oh, fuck it, let them fight, you know, let them fight when they get their time, you know what I'm saying? But basically, you know, that was one of the that was one of the things that New Directions opposed and didn't like about Sonny Hall and, the, and their previous administrations, you know, when they were on the job and the things that they were doing, the corruption and the lack of uh, accountability and leadership and everything. So, th- right, you know, this is what New Direction opposed. So, basically, when New Directions got into power under Roger, under Roger Toussaint, you know, they basically, when you look back at it, they looked out for everybody. They looked out for seniors. They looked out for the juniors, and they looked out for the new people because yeah. basically that was, you know, that was the main reason for striking the new pension tier. These people, listen, these people, Pataki, Calico, DeLarison, and 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 Bloomberg, and all these people back then, they tried to break the union back then. They tr- basically, basically, the shit that's going on now. This is what they tried to do. Yeah. But two, but again, Roger and them, they said, Nah, we ain't having that shit. You know what I'm saying? They fought back, man. This is what that's why I'll always respect Roger. I don't get some people talk shit about him. There'll never be another Roger Toussaint. It may sound like I'm dick riding or whatever, but the, <laughs> but the truth is the truth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that's what I mean by say. But now these people here, they're looking out for it's. I don't, I don't know. It's like they're looking out for the new people now just to stay elected because again they know it's a lot of tier six members here. And again, they know it's a lot of black and Spanish, so they know, okay, as long as they treat you and pamper you a certain way and tell you what you want to hear, you're gonna y'all are gonna keep them elected. They probably at the induction <laughs> giving out swag bags. Giving out <laughs> swag bags, yeah. I forgot about <laughs> swag bags, yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, it's crazy. People laughed when I said, Y'all motherfuckers, y'all don't understand. Y'all don't understand the seriousness of this. Y'all went to the shits and giggles rally <laughs> and thought it was a joke. Uh huh. I said, it ain't no joke. We go get a fucked up contract. Mm-hmm. When as soon as I seen Samuelson lift his arms and say, I'm speaking to the ivory tower with the bosses in there, whatever the hell he said. I said, he's speaking to an empty building. Mm-hmm. Who's going to take this guy serious? Exactly. Yeah, basically he had the illuminated uh, signs up there on the building, you know, because I saw the live video of the Shits and Giggas rally on Facebook. And then he, he came out to boxing music. That shit was funny to the motherfucker. I wish, yo, I was like, what the hell? Now, now, um, just recently, Bill O'Reilly got kicked out of Fox News. Shout out to Fox News. Yeah, shout out to Fox. <laughs> wow. I was surprised when I heard that one, man. You know what I mean? And then we had public advocate Letitia James, Letitia James. Who I found out was 58, by the way. Black don't crack. Shout out to her. She's 58? Oh, okay. 58, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know she was that old. But um, she is being very vocal about this Fox thing. And I don't know how that affects the city of her being a public advocate. But um, Local 100, a union who she gets money from, a union who she stands on stage with the um the elected representatives and she 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 t- she talks some stuff she doesn't say anything about what's going on here well does well my question is does she know about what's going on here she know now 
So the energy that I, I, I'm seeing, I'm watching her put in the Fox News. She even tweeted that she's getting an investigation done into Fox News to investigate the um the 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 past practice of Fox News. So I'm like, really? All right, that's cool. I want to see you do the same thing with Local One. Oh yeah. Because the women here don't got no support. Um, Samuelson, what did Steve Down say? Suspended. They suspended a program that affected women, minority women, and minority men mostly for years. How long it was? They suspended the, oh, wow, the apprenticeship program. Since like 14 or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Something like that, yeah, 14. So... That affected, you know, members for years. You got pregnant women on the job that's not getting lunch breaks. You have women who have special um, things going on with them that men don't get. And when they call out sick, they got to tell a person on the phone, which is more than likely a man, what's wrong with them. Why are we not talking about these issues? And... As, as far as I understand, Local 100 have their own sexual harassment issues. You know, even if Samuelson say no, they don't, you accuse a member of sexual harassment. You send him back to his tools, so it's here. But they use sexual harassment to attack. Only black men. Only black men. Black men that's not in a circle. Because the ones that's in a circle get treated a little different. But the ones that's outside of their circle, they labeled as predators. And um, that's that's not good. And but Letitia James, you know, she 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 could be unaware, but she her Twitter say that she runs a Twitter. So she's aware now. And um People got to stop playing the game. Like she go go after Fox because they the big stage, but get at get get at get at this administration. This administration slandered me, using terminology that they gonna have to prove that I am. With a court date, I mean with a, with a conviction, or something like that. But you know, they use these tactics to attack black blacks black men. Because that's how they look at us. You know what I'm saying? And um, we got to start being more vocal as a membership and start speaking the truth and let these politicians know who support this this, 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 this leadership. They not my leader, but I'm just using that for a lack of a better word, of how they're running, doing business here. Because I'm quite sure if an investigation was done on the funds of Local 100, it would be nasty. It would be handcuffs, it would be indictments, and it would just be ugly. Oh, of course. I mean, Samuelson was going to be indicted before. Just like, you know, a shout-out to Eric King, who was here on the show. Basically, he talked about how Samuelson was about to be indicted. But James Little was taken, James Little was taken out of the international, I believe, or something like that. So that's basically what saved him. But, yeah, man, that's what I, listen, it's, it's, it's so much corruption in there in, in this administration. That of course it would be handcuffs. They'd all be taken out of there, and it wouldn't. And it wouldn't be no. It wouldn't be no. It wouldn't be no reps up there. 
You know? <laughs> no, it'd be reps up there. Mm-hmm. Everybody not as stupid as them. You know what I mean? Because I got, I, you know, some reps, they don't take credit cards because they know the BS behind it. Mm-hmm. Then you got Samuelson, who he gets dumbfounded sometimes. He used the, the union credit card to pay for his groceries. Wow. You, 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 you know, it's amazing. You, got, you, you make a six-figure salary. Twenty two thousand a month. Twenty two thousand a month. Yeah. And you need do you need to use the union credit card for your own groceries? Are you are you shitting me? No, he not. No, he's not. He's dead serious. This right? guy this guy, he's he he's cheap. You could just tell by the way he dressed, he wear the same clothes all the time. And this is not even us throwing shots or trying to be mean. He wears about four outfits over the past uh four years that I've been here. Seen him in like four, four, four outfits, right? He homeschooled his kids. Instead of putting them in private school, he homeschooled them. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, but he's not spending no money on on their, you know, and for formal education because somebody that's making twenty two thousand dollars a month, why wouldn't you put them in in private school? And if he's got a, and if he's got a driver from the, you know, from the local driving him around, guess what? I mean, does he? How often does he drive his own personal vehicle if he has one? Why? Why does his driver make a hundred and something thousand dollars a year? Exactly. Yeah, because I w- I'm like, damn, can I get that job? What, what is his driver doing? Yeah, helping him get in and out the fucking car, <laughs> <laughs> wheeling him to the fucking wheeling car. Him to the car. What the fuck is you doing? Up a ramp and shit. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, you know hundred twenty-two thousand dollars. The driver is six figures. And the and, and the MLM twos don't lie. What bus driver is making one hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars off an eight-hour day? Because I'm quite sure this guy only works about two days a week. Right. Because Samuelson probably home most of the time. Right. He ain't killing it. You know what I'm saying? Like he ain't all again. I could see it if if Samuelson was a tw- is working twelve hours a day, all over the place, all over the all over the locations, just everywhere. Something something like that. Okay, one hundred and two twenty-two thousand, but. Still not. Still not even because that, you know what I'm saying? If you're just driving. That driver should not make more than what the average bus driver make. Just off a of principle. Just off of, you got the CDL. What he got? A chauffeur license? You know what I'm saying? That's right. Just, every bus driver should be upset that Samuelson driver, we all, all y'all job. Samuelson driver make $122,000 exactly. a year. Exactly. But you making... 75 80,000 and you avoiding dangers every trip mm-hmm. because that CDL is money you should be it, it's first of all it's skilled labor you know the, you know people take it you know people don't take it serious enough and again they they're made to think that it's nothing but you know having that CDL license that's serious business it's skilled labor so that's what I mean when I say you know listen with this again if, if this was a kick-ass administration Okay, well, not even let me say that. Basically, I would I would like to say, you know, that if it was, you know, progressive action or if it was Joe or if it was, you know, um, somebody else in there, you know, I would like to think that me personally, I would like to see my members who, who are heavy hitters with overtime crack $200,000. That would make me happy as a union rep. You see how Jamel talk when he that get a would, haircut? That would make when me he happy. He get a haircut, he talk it. <laughs> <laughs> he start talking that talk when he got a haircut. Yeah, you know, that, 
that would make me happy as a union rep. Seeing my, seeing, see, seeing a member crack $200,000 with overtime who's a heavy hitter, who likes to do shuttles and work all types of RDOs and stuff. Oh, world, you made two hundred. dollars All right, great. That's, a, that's the shit that would make me happy. But these motherfuckers here, again, four-day work weeks and all that. Like, come on, man. Like, listen. You got, again, you guys, you, you got more time than me. You know better. You, you're supposed to fucking know better. How do you guys, how do JP and these guys sign off on some dumb shit like that, man? I mean, this, this thing about this, what union rep, current union rep, has said Samuelson was responsible for anything negative? Anything messed up. I put that in I put that in the group on April 4th. It went crickets. This is this is what this is what we heard when I put up the post. <laughs> oh boy. I just put up the post again and went in circles and MTA co-workers. Okay. Nobody got nothing to say. What 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 What's the problem? I told them, don't bring up progressive action. We only a year old. We just got here. Don't bring up Roger. Roger been gone. What is Samuelson responsible for? What did he fuck up? Well, basically, the, be- the better question would have been, what is Samuelson responsible for as far as gains, and what did he get us? They going to say he got us raises above inflation. <laughs> That's what they going to say. <laughs> yeah. They was pushing that. They gave us an inflation number, which was 1.9. Oh, you got to raise above inflation. That 1.9 was for um, the outer counties, like upstate and shit like that. When I pulled up um, New York City, it was 2. Point, what was our raise? Our raise was 2.5. It was 2.1, the New York City, you know, inflation. Mm-hmm. And... Where was our raise? And our raise is not even 2.5 because that number should be based on a 12-month period. So it's based on a 28-month. 12 don't go on to 28. Exactly. So it's basically 2.14. That's where the 2.14 comes Whichever in. Whichever way it come in. And it, it ain't 2.5. It ain't 2.5. Yeah. It ain't 2.5. So mm-hmm. when you speak in the members, the only thing we care about is that money and health care. You know what I'm saying? You reduce our health care and get us don't get us no money. And like you said, if he was on his job, only thing he needed to do was negotiate the last contract on time. 2012, 2000 what? 15. And 2018. Right. That's all. And it ain't even had to be 2018. He could have done 2017 since you could do a contract for two and a half years mm-hmm. or two years and three months and say, oh, we did it because – you know, um, you know, Trump is in office. And <laughs> let me let you know, son. Y'all, y'all gotta hear this. Y'all gotta hear this. So, Roger and Nelson Rivera became allies, right? After they was enemies. You know, I heard Roger took away um, Rivera car and all this other stuff, right? So, one of the reasons he say he brung back Rivera is because Trump is in office. What the hell is Rivera? Wait a minute. That's what, what who said that? Samuelson? Samuelson. One of the reasons he brung um um Nelson Rivera. Yeah. Is because Trump is in office. What are them two is gonna do to defeat Trump? 
I mean, what yeah, what does Nelson Rivera have to do with Trump? I mean, is he a Trump supporter or No, but he trying to say we need to come together to, to defeat this. What is you and Nelson gonna do? Y'all can't even deal with the MTA. Right. So I'd like to know what are they gonna do to the, I mean, like I said, we don't have to worry about defeating Trump. You know what I'm saying? You know, we just have to work and then now for what I understand, they you know they think Trump's administration now wants to hold back money for uh, infrastructure projects and stuff throughout the country. You know, because basically we're in New York City Transit here, we're a major part of this infrastructure here in this in this tri-state area. You know, a major part of it. He gonna say, President John Samuelson told the executive board that a unified local 100 is essential to the face to face the coming challenges of an empowered anti-union right wing in the White House, Congress, and very soon the U.S. Supreme Court. What the hell are they going to do against them? They can't do nothing against the MTA, <laughs> MTA board. MTA board, exactly. <laughs> what the hell is going on with them? Mm. All right, since I'm looking on the, um, the union website, let's um congratulate our New York City Transit hometown heroes. Oh, okay. You wanna you gonna read them off? No, no, we're gonna read them off. But I'm gonna give y'all I'm gonna give y'all a little history of the um hometown hero. You know I was nominated for a hometown hero award, right? No, I didn't. You know, you, no, you didn't tell me. Yeah, I was nominated, and this is the first time y'all go hear this story. I was nominated for a hometown hero award, and the guy who do the hometown hero awards is Dan Rivoli, the same guy who did. The article on me. The article on you, February twelfth. Yeah, so um, he, he, we had a conversation, and um, I was like, "Yo, um, you know, you found me through Hometown Hero, or through Hometown Hero, or whatever the case was." He said, "Yeah, but you know, the union choose. This is the people don't don't know. The Daily News don't choose. The union choose who the Hometown Hero is is going to be." So. Um, the reporter was like, look, um, you know, uh, this would be a better look for you from what you're doing. You know, you're doing, you're doing something bigger than that hometown hero. But, you know, the union went in the, they, I know they're not going to approve that for you. So the union is a f some fucking haters. You know what I'm saying? Like, they handpicked the hometown heroes. Somebody will nominate them, but the union got the overall say as who is the hometown hero. So I'd love to know what do these guys go by when they nominate, you know, when they choose somebody to be a hometown hero, what do they go by? I mean, you gotta, you could save somebody, you could be doing something in the community. But then also you gotta be cool with them also and not make no waves and, Correct. Be, and be a nice guy. Correct. Or, Correct. A nice, or a nice girl. Correct. Correct. You can't, you, you either gotta be neutral or team them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I'm deserving of an award, What's the problem with me getting it? Well, because you progressive actors, you can't be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, and that's that's cool, but that's how they playing. So we gotta let the audience know that you know there's a history with, with behind that hometown hero award. Now, um, Tuesday, this Tuesday, April 25th, the guy who killed Pena is going is getting sentenced. So. They want people to pack the courtroom. Um, people should go and support that. Yeah, definitely. definitely people should support go and support that. that. Yeah. And I'm glad uh, I'm glad justice is on the side 
of William Pena's family. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really glad. Shout out to uh, Rubenstein, that attorney on that one, because uh, that was, you know, because something like that could have happened to any transit worker, you know, whether yeah. they were walking on the street or whether they were walking on, the, whether they were, you know, on the bus or in any or in any TA vehicle for that matter, you know. So I'm glad that justice prevailed on the on the uh, on the members on William Pena's family side. So yeah, so we suggest people to go down there because you you know that they don't have the power to get people down there. Let's um, I put it in the group also, but let's get people down there to support mm-hmm. the whole William Pena thing. Um, we, we <laughs> May 18th. The Assault March. Can't stop talking about it. That's right. May 18th, the Assault March. May 18th, the Assault March. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, definitely. You know, know, people need to get their walking sneakers. Get yourself ready. Get your water ready. Get your, you know, because we're going to be doing some walking. We're going to walk over that Brooklyn Bridge, and we're going to see who's in shape. You know what I'm saying? We need need everyone there. Bring Bring your sister. Bring your mother. Bring your aunt. Bring your uncle, you know, bring the kids. We all need to be together and walk across that bridge. I'm gonna have a surprise at two Broadway. People's not gonna be disappointed. I'm the best at this shit. <laughs> I like I like to big myself up sometimes. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have a nice surprise at two Broadway. And enough is enough. I wanna know why Samuelson didn't do no assault march. When he said if they can't protect this page, I don't know, man. Like I said, those guys, you know, th- listen. If they didn't even come out to support the Verizon workers last year, you you went out there first. It took them forty days to go out there and support that. So but, it's like, listen, they're not gonna do no assault march. But I'm the scab, right? <laughs> listen, if they don't come to work, and ch- ch- and again, they're sitting up at you know they would be sitting up at the hall at Castle Montague. So if they don't if they don't come to work. What makes you think they're gonna march over a goddamn bridge? Who Samuelson and them? Yeah, Samuelson and them. You know what? I want to know would they join us. That's a good question. They look like fools if they don't join us. Mm-hmm. But or, or maybe they don't care. They should join us. Oh, but they definitely go look to see how many people we get. <laughs> they definitely go look for that, just like everything else. You know. Hold on, didn't, didn't they have an assault march in November or something like that? Or some kind of demonstration at Two Broadway? They did? Yeah, they did. Well, and no, that was the Shits and Giggles rally. No, 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 no. They had something separately. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't and, remember that. Yeah, only like seven people came. <laughs> I don't see that. That's what, if it was seven people, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was only like seven people. Oh, okay. So they better not count. Hmm. They, better not, they better not count. Oh yeah, we can't we can't forget press conference next um Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the location until the date get close. You know, as many people will come out as possible. It's gonna be Thursday, one p.m. Okay, and we gonna make it. It's time to it's time to talk that talk. You know, the press conference is on. How, um. The union lied to us. Right. You know? You know, they basically lied to us. You know, they lied. Well, they ain't lied to me, but they lied, you know, basically, but but, but we're one, you know? So, basically, they lied to the membership just to get this contract passed, you know? Yeah. And basically, what members 
again, you gotta you keep on drilling in their mind. You gotta keep you know that these you know this union they lied, this administration lied to the membership so that they can get that three million dollars, and so that they can combine all those accounts. I would love to know why they wanted to combine all those accounts into a trust because a trust has trustees, and you just can't you, a trust. You just can't put your hands on the money just like that. So basically, I love to know why they did that. But basically, still they still in all in all. They got their three million dollars on top of that, you know. So, basically, that's what they got, and you know, basically, he, he lied to the membership. They lied to the membership about uh, there being concessions. Of course, inflation and cost of living being the same thing, and that uh, all members would get both commutation rail passes. Uh, you know, they bullshitted everybody about the substantial increase in night night differential and longevity pay, and you know, and. Basically, they bullshitted the cleaners, telling them that they get time and a half of snow duty when they had hell getting their money for this past those for the snowstorm. Yeah, yeah, you know. But you know, it's time for they. I, t- I I I mention this time and time again. They have never seen nobody like Progressive Action. No, they haven't. Ever, 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 <laughs> ever, ever, ever. <laughs> But well, we yeah. had to give ourselves the horns. You know, we did a full show, cuz. I can't believe Right, right. This is the first time we did it by ourselves, right? A full show. A full show, but, hell yeah. But we did say that we was going to start doing this more. Yeah. Tony was supposed to be the guest, but Tony couldn't make it because he was handling other things. So we got to reschedule him. He been busy at night. The other night he had to run to a shooting. Um, I was with Tony earlier today for... Um, New York City public schools are poisoning our children with with is lead in the water. The the parts per billion of lead in the water is more than Flint, Michigan. And this is happening in our own backyard. And you know, I told the media, I said, you won't even find somebody to water their trees with lead in it. You know what I'm saying? But they got our kids drinking that. So, you know, it was a it was a very um, serious thing we had to handle today. So shout out, shout out to Tony Herbert, man. He he's all over the place. Mm-hmm. He's a big supporter of Progressive Action. A big supporter of Progressive Action, and that man is basically, basically, he's knowledgeable and smart, and basically he's going places. Yeah, and he said, you know, he brought his own bowling ball. He brought his own bowling ball, so he said he's ready for the next bowling. <laughs> oh, event. okay, all right, all right. Well, we definitely gonna let everybody know when the next bowling event is. You know, yeah, the next that bowl- was fun. The next, we, we got a lot of, we got a few things coming up. Um, the Biggest Loser, we still go work on that. You know, I didn't have too much time to really organize that, but I'm going to get down on that within the next week. Uh, it is going to be a fee. It, it, it's going to be a fee. Um, what else we got coming up? The Assault March the assault 18th. March 18th. Oh, we having a trip to Baltimore. We go do that in June where, you know, you, go, you have to pay a premium fee. For the ride, and um, you know, it's 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 all it's a day trip. We go go out there, eat, a little shopping, you know, that type of stuff. But that's the direction we're moving in. So maybe bowling to come back in June also. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people they took my advice. They either got Tuesday, Wednesday audios or Wednesday, Thursday, and we gonna start going to these MTA board meetings and things like that. Yeah, that's important. Basically, you know, even though they're gonna do what they want to do anyway, but Basically, you know, you got to hold their feet to the fire. You know, basically what happened with, uh, you know, I think I brought this up before on show, you know, months back with uh, the BX-10 bus in Riverdale. They uh, 
they uh, you know those the community up there the people went to the um politician up there of course we know it's a it's a predominantly jewish community up there in riverdale in the bronx so basically they held their feet to the fire and they and they put more service on that bx10 bus they weren't playing so basically that's what i mean where i say the you know the public out there if there's anybody listening to these shows that live in these communities who's not a member listen you got to go to the board meetings, but you also got to get with your local politician and find out your assemblyman and hold the feet to the, and hold the MTAs so that they can hold the MTAs feet to the fire so that you can get better bus service. Because, like I said, these these Arctic buses are job killers and these interline bus routes are job killers. And that's what's killing the service. So basically, you know, the public the public doesn't know these things. And when they but when we get it out there, they'll be able to you know hold the feet to the fire and say we demand more bus service. And when you do that, then it'll put it'll put more of us out there, put more membership, and put more work out there, so that we can serve you better. Yeah. Well, it's about that time. May eighteenth is the date. Mm-hmm. Very serious. The assault march. Meeting at one ninety five Montague Street, marching across the Brooklyn Bridge, and we walking the two Broadway, and we gonna have a nice little surprise there, for the MTA and a reality check. Do you think we can get Al Sharpton to march with us? Because he loves to march. We 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 not. I'm just messing with you because I know. <laughs> we we not fo- we not focused on that. We focused <laughs> on getting the members out there. Right. But we don't want it to be a a, a, a horse and pony show. Oh no, we, that's we, gonna we, no no that's that's gonna be dead we, serious. We that want day. we want it to be organic. Yeah. And if anybody want to join us, that's cool. But we not fishing for politicians to come out and support us. Only our friends, you know, our polit- political friends, is gonna come out and support. But um, thanks for tuning in. March 18th, May 18th, the assault march. We need you there. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm yeah, happy. I don't have anything else to say. Yeah, like I said, we, this is our show by ourselves. So basically, you know, I uh, just want to tell everybody, you know, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And I hope you continue to listen to Progressive Action. Download the podcast from iTunes, uh, Google Play. And also, what sound? Listen to it on SoundCloud. SoundCloud is number one. Listen to SoundCloud. We're about to revamp that also, but listen there, and you know, educate yourself. Right, educate yourself and empower yourself because you are the the membership is the union. This membership needs to wake up and understand you are the union. Wake up, and like I said before, you carry the world. So don't take mediocre, you know, don't take things that are mediocre that are thrown at you. Demand the best. That's all I got to say. Peace, y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out.